This episode of Fort Worth Food Stories is brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. The Culinary School of Fort Worth is now offering curbside pickup for grocery items and prepared meals. This school is providing basic grocery items like beef, chicken, eggs, flour, and toilet paper, and their students are creating daily prepared meals in partnership with Just In Case Food Truck. To see the full list of items available, use the link in the show notes or go to csftw.edu and click on the grocery tab. To place an order, call 817-737-8427. That's 817-737-8427. Now with with the cancellations and all of the closures, one of the things that, that jumped out at me was you know, we're a small business and a, a very small company. And for our employees, uh, it's devastating. I kind of have to give credit to a lot of the other businesses out there um, that have really devoted uh, a lot of their efforts into making sure that our frontliners, our first responders um, are, are being well taken care of during this time. You are listening to Fort Worth Food Stories, brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. All right, welcome to Fort Worth Food Stories. I'm your host, James Creech. I'm joined today by our first ever recurring guest, Ched Pagtakin. Did I say that right? Pretty good. Am I close? Yeah, yeah. Close uh, enough. I think I did better than I did last time. I was listening <laughs> back. Uh, but, but Ched is the owner and operator of, of Just In Case Food Truck. Uh, Chad, thank you so much for coming back to the show. No, it's an honor to be the first recurring guest. So <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, so it's it's kind of a twofold reason I wanted to get you back. Uh, for one, you know, I do want to talk about the ongoing coronavirus pandemic and all that, and um, kind of how that's affecting your business. And I'm trying to hit all different types of businesses. Uh, through this or all different types of food service businesses and, and see how they're being affected. Uh, but I also just want to acknowledge that this is our 50th episode. Um, and nice. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we just hit two years of doing the show. So uh, for me, it feels like a big milestone. But, um, you know, on behalf of you, Sam, all the other guests that have been on, I just, you know, want to thank you guys for, for making it possible. Oh, hey, man. Just uh, keep it going. It's, uh, it's a nice thing to have. And, you know, like... Every time we tune in and listen to see a different perspective of what's going on in the industry. So it's really cool to have something like this that's focused on the local scene. Cool. Well, thank you. I I appreciate that. Um, Coronavirus aside, can you give us kind of a rundown of some of the changes that your company's gone through? You were last on in October of 2018. So uh, it's been been a while. Yeah. So um, that was during our our first year. I think we were about... uh, I want to say nine months into uh, the food truck scene. Um, Changes since then, I mean, we've definitely ramped up uh, with the bookings of the truck, uh, more as our name became more well-known throughout the Metroplex. And um, we've uh, eventually built kind of a recurring schedule of uh, different breweries, different venues to bring the truck to. Uh, So on on the scheduling end, it's been busier but uh, also at the same time kind of easier to manage because now you we kind of know what to expect uh, business-wise whenever we go to a specific spot. Um, so it's a little bit uh, easier to, to, to forecast on that end. 
Um, so more business equals uh, more uh, time in the kitchen yeah. uh, producing the sausages. So um, most recently, I want to say uh, January of this year, um, I was actually on the verge of trying to plan out a different set of logistics in terms of um, having a team member uh, just producing sausage and then having a separate team working a truck. Yeah. So we were we were getting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then of course this yeah. this all hits right. But is it true that you guys have your own kitchen space now? We do actually. Uh, part of our growth uh, last year, twenty nineteen, uh, was uh, just by chance uh, we had the opportunity to acquire um, Elixir Kitchen Space um, under our business and uh, kind of use that as our commissary, and also uh, having that as a second business as well. And I think, I know we talked about it a little bit last time you were on, but I don't know that people know that, you know, how a food truck works, the ins and outs. So what is it you're doing in the kitchen compared to what it is you're doing on the food truck? And then how is it different, you know, from the first time you were on actually having your own kitchen space now? Yeah, so it it's really, it really depends on your concept. Um, any food truck that's operating uh, in the Metroplex and really anywhere uh, you are required by the health department to have what's called a commissary. Uh, so a commissary is where you can bring the food truck to um, and fill up on uh, clean drinking water, drinkable water, potable water. Um, you can fill up on propane. You can fill up on your supplies. Uh, and at the same time, you can also clean your truck um, and dispose of all the gray water, all of the grease. Um, so that that's something that that they check up on uh, whenever you apply for any permit. You need to be registered uh, at an approved commissary. Uh, some commissaries, depending on the municipality, you you're required to park your truck there uh, whenever it's not out um, uh, heading to uh, any bookings or venues. Um, so it it also has to have the ability to uh, provide storage. Uh, for your truck. Some places don't. Uh, some some towns, some cities, uh, some counties only require you to keep a log that every single time that you bring a truck out for business that you made a trip to the commissary uh, in order to fill up on all the, all the required um, provisions yeah. that you need for your truck. Um, now, the challenge for us specifically is I don't live on any uh, farmland or a stretch of uh, property that would allow me to park my truck at home. Um, as convenient as that would be, uh, our HOA would probably be uh, calling me every day <laughs> if that was the case. Um, so the, the needs on our end uh, was not just to have a commissary, but also to have a commissary that could accommodate um, our truck parking uh, and uh, Elixir Kitchen Space. We've been using them for uh, as long as our business has yeah. been running. And that's another side to it where because of the product that we're providing to our customers, uh, we need to make our sausages in an approved facility. So previously we were parking the truck at a different commissary uh, and then also producing all of our sausages uh, at Elixir Kitchen Space, just because that's where all of our equipment was. Sounds like a headache. And yeah, a little bit. And then with the acquisition, and we were we were able to really just simplify yeah. our lives. 
So working in a shared kitchen space like that, has that led to any kind of partnerships like pop-ups or anything like that? Uh, it kind of has. Nothing, nothing major on our end, uh, but I do, I do see it happening uh, between clients um, as, as people get to know one another. You know, there's, um, we have uh, a couple other uh, clients who operate food trucks um, at our kitchen, and there's this mutual understanding of if, you know, sometimes you have events that, that book your truck and uh, they're looking for maybe two or three other trucks to round out mm-hmm. kind of the meal options. <laughs> and that's just something that, you know, we, we like to throw that out to our friends. Um, so like a friend. there's, yeah, <laughs> there's, 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 there's a sharing of the business, so yeah. to say. So, yeah, that's, that's cool. And um, I think one of the most frustrating things about this whole pandemic and, you know, is, is hearing stories like you guys who were having such upward momentum and then it kind of comes to a halt, right? Oh, yeah. It just seems like everyone was on the verge of getting their lives really set and yeah. together. And then this thing just just crashes down on, on everything. Uh, but honestly, it, it's an opportunity uh, to gain some perspective, mm-hmm. right? A lot of the things that we take for granted, uh, for example, and I'm pretty sure that's those are the things that we're all uh, seeking out right now. Yeah. So it's it's um, it, it's it's tough, but uh, you got to look at the positive side of it too. For sure. Uh, have you guys been able to run any events uh, since this all started? We have. Uh, you know, when when all the closures started happening, uh, it was it was really heartbreaking because. Um, you know, it's one cancellation after another. We had a couple of weddings um, that were were in uh, March, April, yeah. and uh, you know those those were canceled immediately or postponed. Um, and it just one by one, all of the venues that we bring the food truck to, you know, were were closing down. Um, so we adapted, uh, and you know, just kind of looking. And a lot of food truck operators are on the same note. Um, looking to where the need is uh, right now, um, I I haven't gone to or brought the truck to any of the um, major truck stops, rest areas um, along the major highways. But I know there's there's a significant need there um, for a lot of trucks, and a lot of operators have have kind of capitalized on that and, and switched their business model into that uh, simply because uh, truckers, you know, as a lot of these establishments shut down on their um their their dining dine-in operation everything switches to drive-through well the the truckers can't bring their trucks through the Mm drive-through and a lot of drive-throughs don't allow for walk-up business that's really i I never thought about this yeah Yeah. so uh you know while a lot of these truckers are still on the road because it's the the need is there Mm -hmm. for them to move a lot of the the product and the shipments um, they're they're running out of places to to eat, um, so that's that's kind of uh, where the need shifted. Uh, what we've done is focused more on uh, neighborhood service, mm-hmm. so uh, getting in touch with some HOAs um, and you know looking to to find specific days where uh, a lot of HOAs operate their own Facebook groups, so they're able to get the word out to say. Hey, this Friday we're gonna have a pizza truck come or a taco truck come. Um, it'll be from this time to this time, you know. And uh, it really the response has been great because you, you find out that a lot of people, um, you know, they're they're self quarantine uh, or shelter in place. 
so to say. And that just that whole feeling of having to stay at home and only going out for your essentials. But if there was a food truck that came in and it's just down the block, yeah. you know, and everyone's still practicing their social distancing, uh, people aren't gathering and hanging out. Uh, but you're able to get this food that's going to be a lot fresher than uh, relying on any of the meal delivery uh, services because now they're inundated with so many orders. And, you know, it takes you a while to get your food and a lot yeah. of the food as it sits, uh, you know, you're waiting for it to be delivered. It suffers in quality. Yeah, I, I that's a really interesting concept. It didn't really click to me until just now, but... Um, you know, I, I feel very blessed. I still have a job. I'm still able to come into work and get out of my apartment and all that. But um, I was going for a run the other day and I passed the Salsa Limon food truck oh, right, right. In, right in my neighborhood. And it was the same kind of thing where um, I think people are just so happy to be able to get out of their house. And it's like bringing that restaurant experience to them. Right. Um, but still safely. Um, and speaking of social distancing, people probably notice that we're in the same room, but we are socially distanced. Um, the reason we're able to be in the same room is that you've partnered with uh, the Culinary School of Fort Worth, where I'm working, um, and uh, you started doing prepared and frozen meals. And one thing, let me just kind of brag on you for a second, I'll let you talk about it. But one thing I was, I was just really amazed and, and I had a lot of respect for you for was right away as soon as this happened um, and you knew your food truck was going to lose a lot of business, you figured out, well, what's the alternate plan? And, and you jumped right into that prepared meal so quickly uh, that you were just very adaptable. And it, it's, you know, what a lot of people are having to do right now. It's, it's very impressive. Uh, but how did it come about? And, and just talk about that plan a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know, and, and thank you for your kind words. Um, really, it was um, a lot of brainstorming, just, just trying to think about how we can adapt because, you, you know, we already, we could already see what was happening um, in the industry with a lot of the closures. Um, and I had a lot of ideas that ran through my mind and, and just, you know, how to save our business. Um, but the, the short-term part of this that really jumped out at me was uh, we currently have an extern from the culinary yeah. school um, that, that what is performing his externship with us, and he's doing an amazing job. And this individual is someone that I, you know, after the externship and after he graduates, um, really looking to retain this individual and um, eventually continue to, to work with him, gain his experience and mold him into somebody who, who could potentially manage uh, the food truck business for us. And um, now with, with the cancellations and all of the closures, one of the things that, that jumped out at me was you know, we're a small business and a, a very small company. And for our employees, uh, it's devastating, you know, to see your event calendar just wiped out. And then now the question is, well, where, where am I going to get my income? Yeah. Especially if you're in the culinary field and a lot of these restaurants that could be an option for your employment, those are all gone um, currently. So that prompted me to uh, just think about the externship and how we could help uh, our extern uh, kind of see see his way through, continue to get his hours. So that's why I thought about the meal prep. Uh, and I initially thought about doing meal prep on our end um, since we already have uh, the shared kitchen space um, at our commissary. 
But then speaking with our employee, who's the extern, we're finding out that all the other externs are kind of in the same boat. Yeah. And a lot of them were losing you know, their externships. And now the concern was, um, how do you fulfill that work experience part in order to gain enough credit for graduation? So that's that's kind of where I thought you know I'd reach out to the school um, and just kind of throw out the idea to see if if we could partner. Then um, on our end, we could be producing these meals. We can involve a lot of these externs that that lost their their positions um, and uh, keep, kind of keep that work experience going um, and uh, just kind of work together to get every, see everybody through. Yeah. For the most part. And not only are you helping the, the student workers, but you're also now donating uh, meals as well. And I think this is a really, really awesome program. Yeah, so if you no, go that's, into that. that's um, kind of the, the icing on the top here. Um, you know, I, I kind of have to give credit to a lot of the other businesses out there um, that have really devoted uh, a lot of their efforts into making sure that our frontliners, our first responders... Um, are, are being well taken care of during this time. Um, you know, we bring our food truck uh, to uh, a few hospital sites, medical sites, um, during the third shift um, throughout our, our regular calendar um, year. And um, you, you see a lot of these, uh, the nurses, the doctors, the hospital staff, um, especially during the third shift. I mean, they're, they're, they're still busy, just yeah. as busy as they are um, during the day. Uh, but the challenge for them is the the meal options um, during that time are really limited. You know, I'm finding out that um, if we didn't bring our food truck, uh, they they'd pretty much be looking at the typical stuff that's open overnight, which yeah. is really limited. You know, you're looking at fast food, um, you're looking at eating food from the vending machine. Uh, so not to kind of lose sight of that. Um, we have an opportunity here. We started a program with our prepared meals that for every meal that's purchased by a customer on our end between Justin Case and the school, uh, we donate one meal to frontliners, first responders. Um, so this last week, we were able to provide 20 meals um, that, that we dropped off at um, uh, Texas Health Resources Harris Hospital. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And these are good meals, too. These yeah, are really no, good food. The feedback has been great. And yeah. uh, I'll tell you, that's that's one of the, the, the great feelings of, of doing this and, and kind of still being involved um, with operation right now. Yeah. And and if you're listening to this, we'll, we'll have it in the, the description for the show, too. But the number to call for a meal is 817-737-8427. Uh, like I said, that'll be in the description as well. Uh, but those menus, they're ever-changing every single week. Um, you know, I, I think uh, it's its great food. And, and just if, if you can, if you want to kind of eat out, quote-unquote, for a night, it's its a good way to go. Um, what's the scariest part of this pandemic to you as it relates to your, your business? You know, obviously in the short term, it's scary. But what are your long-term fears for the future? Well, you know, there's a lot on, on my mind right now. Um... I would probably say, uh, number one, as a business, as a very small business, um, really, it's hard to to see into the future and, and project uh, how we're going to come out of this. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, as, as a business um, and, and just kind of mirroring a lot of other restaurant businesses, 
the shift that has happened now from all of the closures of the dine-in space and everyone shifting to uh, takeout curbside to go, um, meal delivery, uh, none of that uh, really replaces uh, what we had going on uh, prior to all of the shutdowns. Um, so uh, as a business, I think one of the, the immediate thoughts in my mind was, wow, how long can we sustain this? Um, and, you know, uh, not, not to be negative, but the, one of the first things that was on my mind was, you know, if this continues for uh, maybe a month, a month and a half, that uh, I don't know if our business could survive. Um, thankfully, we're, we're past a month now, yeah. and um, it's... We're still around, so that <laughs> that's a relief. Um, and the the other part is really the the unknown. Um, how does this impact our industry? How does this change the way people eat uh, from here on out? You know, in my mind, are food trucks, uh, you know, still going to be a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, our experience through this and with food trucks still operating and able to get food to where it's needed the most, um, that's, a, that's a great thing. It's a very positive thing. Uh, but then are, are people going to be more um, relaxed with their, their dining yeah. uh, choices? And is, is everyone just going to continue to utilize the, you know, the, the meal deliveries, the DoorDash, the Grubhubs? Um, stuff like that uh, versus, uh, you know, actually going to the restaurant and enjoying that ambiance. Yeah. And there's a fear, too, right, is that people there, there are people out there that every single night were eating out or at least picking up food. And now they're cooking at home and yeah. maybe they enjoy cooking and they see how much money they're saving and, and all that. Yeah. I think it's, no, it's going to be a fear. Right? I think that's a that's a good side. And there's a there's kind of a, a not so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with that. Did, what, what kind of changes do you see just for the industry in general or, or maybe even just your food truck having to make, uh, but just in terms of cleanliness and being aware of the distancing? Because I assume once things go back to normal, there's still going to be this mindset of you know, yeah, th- safety I, and clean cleanliness and all that. That's a good point. And I, I, I really think that that's going to take a while uh, before people feel comfortable. You know, um, maybe it, it has to get to the point where... Um, there are just no more cases yeah. of this virus um, that are coming up. And, uh, you know, eventually people kind of gain that, that confidence again um, to be around others. Um, although I, I feel that there's, there's a good part of um, the public that's really seeking to get that social interaction yeah. uh, back. Um, I, I honestly don't know. It's, it's hard to tell at this point um, how... How our business uh, is, is really going to be changed. It's it's once things start to open back up and we're able to resume uh, our routine scheduling of our food truck and just seeing what the turnout's going to be um, at a lot of these venues. Um, it's really that that's the only way uh, for us to tell. Um, as far as uh, other changes in in our industry, you know, there's. And I know a lot of chefs, a lot of restaurateurs are, are, are kind of thinking about um, a lot of these, uh, what the effects are going to be. Um, my hope is that it's it's not going to be that drastic. You know, the, the scariest part about all of this right now is who doesn't make it through. Yeah. Um, you know, so what, what percentage of restaurants um, are, are going to be closing? And 
to the point where they're not able to reopen. Um, and, you know, the, a lot of the restaurants that are uh, kind of uh, cornerstones within the communities, um, a lot of neighborhoods are known because of these specific restaurants that are in them and they draw people from, from other areas. Uh, you know, you lose that. And then what becomes of the identity yeah. of that specific area? So that's, that's probably um, one of the things that, that's on a lot of chefs' minds. Um, restaurateurs um, and uh, you know I, I don't know um, it'll it'll be an opportunity for other concepts uh, to kind of uh, come up yeah um, but you know uh, will it be able to replace what was lost who knows yeah it's a great point and and I mean hopefully all this goes away quickly and you know I mean oh, it's yeah. already it feels like it's been forever but it you know hopefully within the next few months it's gone and all that, but yeah, it's it's definitely something to watch out for, especially if this uh, keeps extending out. Um, are there any special like steps that you're having to take on your food truck um, just to make like any anything different you guys are having to do at this? Yeah, point? there's a there's a lot. Um, you know, we we do exercise uh, sanitary uh, procedures all the time um, based on our serve safe certifications. Um, and what the, the health department expects. But really, it's, it's also looking from the outside in and what the perspective is yeah. of our, our customers. Um, so we've, we've completely switched out all of our packaging. Um, everything's wrapped up to go. Um, all of our uh, utensils, um, kind of the cutlery that the, our guests uh, will utilize, everything, we're buying them all wrapped now. All of our condiments are individually uh, packaged, um, so that's we we kind of lose the wow factor uh, when we used to hand our product out to the guests yeah. when they come up to the window to pick up their order because now it's all sealed and they would just hand them a bag and you you, you don't see that excitement in their face yeah. when they're staring at chicken fried chicken sausage, <laughs> you know, and it's the mashed potatoes and gravy are all steaming and. And just seeing their eyes kind of widen yeah. when they when they get that product. So that's that's one of the things I miss. Yeah, yeah, I, I bet. I mean, that was the one thing. I think it was like right after I interviewed you guys, I went for the first time, and um, yeah, just getting that sausage was whoa, you know, it's amazing. So I, I understand uh, that fear of missing that, but once they eat it, I think they'll be uh, yeah, just fine anyway. <laughs> um, so I, you know, we've we've kind of already talked about the positives and, and just to start wrapping it up here. Um, but I always am trying to find the silver linings and things, and it's it's the only way for me is I, I need like a little bit of positivity. Um, otherwise, I just feel myself, you know, crushed down and no, negativity. Yeah. Um, and I've loved seeing how people in the community are stepping up, and, and we've talked a little bit about how you're stepping up personally. Uh, what kind of support have you gotten from your customer base? A lot of encouragement, Um, you know, people have been reaching out and commenting on our posts, um, a lot of direct messaging. Uh, We rolled out a gift card program uh, for people and and people have been purchasing that. Um, And really, I I feel like it's it's kind of twofold. Um, We're getting a lot of support from our our super fans. Um, They're always checking up on us and and asking how things are going. Um, And when we roll out to a specific neighborhood, you know, we we see people that don't live in that area, yeah. um, and they're they're just really reaching out to they they want to make sure that they're doing what they can cool. uh, to help see us through. Um, 
on the other side of it too, uh, there is there's a huge network of food truck operators. And uh, really what I'm seeing now more than ever is that everyone, whoever may find uh, a good spot uh, you know, to park at and, and got a good response in, in terms of um, uh, business and customers coming out, uh, they're, they're really willing to share because what, what the, the idea here is, you know, uh, you, you can't bring your truck to the same spot every single day. Yeah. People are going to get sick of your food unless you have this, this dynamic menu that just <laughs> changes every day, uh, which is a nightmare when it comes to costs. Um, but what you want to do is keep those, keep those customers happy and at the same time help others in your industry that are in, kind of in the same boat. Um, so there's been a lot of uh, communication between operators, um, just kind of asking, hey, have you checked this out? Um, I had a good response here. Uh, if you'd like, I'll, I'll pass you your info yeah. on to the contact. So that's, that's kind of um, great to see, is that uh, our industry uh, takes care of each other. You know, and you see, you know, not just food trucks, but you see a lot of restaurants that are uh, opening up their doors and they're keeping their staff employed to put meals together um, to feed a lot of restaurant employees that, that you know, lost their jobs, yeah. um, can't find work, uh, don't have enough money to pay for food, and they're feeding these individuals. So that's that's a wonderful thing to see. Yeah, it's, I mean, this community has just been, I think, awesome throughout this whole... Absolutely. Thing. And everyone, you know, you talk to everyone and they could easily be uh, very negative and sound mm-hmm. defeated, but every everyone is really staying positive and, you know, just just kind of uh, trying to keep up with it um, and, and look for those ways to, to survive. Yeah. And that's, that speaks a lot about our industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, those are great words. Uh, I don't even know how I can follow that up. Um, <laughs> so last question, uh, I have to ask you this. Uh, when you were first on, uh, your favorite sausage was the chicken fried chicken. That's what you told me I had to get. Sam's was the uh, pork mac and cheese. <laughs> um, I, I love the chicken fried chicken, but I'm starting a trend Maybe in the, uh, what do you call it? Is it the veggie one or the... Uh, the vegan. The vegan the sausage, vegan sausage which yeah. I really love. Um, is your favorite still the chicken fried chicken? Oh, yeah. 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 So that's why if, if someone's listening to this and they've never had just in case, they have to get that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can get any of our sausages and be happy, but that's that that would be the strongest recommendation coming from me. I agree. And I Sam, agree. Sam can't do anything about it because he's not here right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, I totally agree with you, Chad. Uh, will you just let people know where they can find you on social media and, and just remind them how they can order your prepared meal? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you go to our Instagram, it probably has the most info in one place. Um, uh, just in case food truck is our handle, J-U-S-T-E-N-C-A-S-E-D, food truck. Um, and then under our bio, you can actually see a link. Uh, that allows you to pre-order. So when we announce, you know, we still go to some breweries that are doing beer to go. Um, we'll park our truck there for a few hours for, for some people that um, pre-order. They come to pick up their beer. We can have your order ready for you at the at the same time. It's awesome. So Cool. So go check them out, Just In Case Food Truck. And again, if you want to order a prepared meal, uh, check down in the bio and, and uh, it's got the number there to call. So, yeah. Chad, thank you so much for coming on. And, uh, thank and, you. Yeah, and congratulations on being our 50th guest. Yeah, and congrats <laughs> on number 50. Thank you. <laughs>